Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Back in the this is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Just trying to figure out where the heck my script went to. Uh, coming up in this hour momentarily, we're going to hook up with Morley Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, to talk a little bit about the situation involving Mike Riley. Are we down to a two-horse race for his services? Uh, we'll get uh, a perspective coming out of Swift Current, who are the hosts of this year's Hockey Day in Canada. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers, the San Jose Sharks, Tomorrow, and at uh, 1.35, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, will join me in studio here at Rogers Place. Second Hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. Again, you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again, experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. Without further ado, Morley Scott is uh, back with the 630 Chad Studios. Morley, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm following, uh, as you know, I, I, I love football. Uh, you get a work in it every day. Um, following the Mike Riley uh, situation very closely, but uh, no one's on it like you are. So tell me, what it, where are we at right now with this? Uh, he's not signed, and uh, looks like he's going to go to free agency. Uh, there's some rumors out of uh, Vancouver today, or out of the West anyway, that uh, some teams had been given permission to talk to Riley, and there are rumors that Ed Hervey and the BC Lions met with him uh, in Seattle a little while ago. Uh, that has not been confirmed by anyone. I talked with Eskimos general manager Brock Sunderland this morning, and uh, he said he won't comment on those rumors because he just doesn't like to comment on rumors. But what he did say was they're still talking with Mike. Riley. They're still in conversation with both him and his agent. He's been to Seattle a couple of times to have face-to-face meetings with him, and uh, he's let them know in no uncertain terms that uh, whatever they decide, the Eskimos will not be outbid for Mike Riley. I mean, there is a cap. There's a certain salary cap that anyone can pay for uh, a quarterback at that position without damaging the rest of your team, and the Eskimos have told Riley we're willing to go as high as anybody else will to have him remain in, uh, in Edmonton with the Eskimos. So uh, it's going to unfold on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. I, I don't know if it's going to go any farther than that, but uh, the game of musical chairs among Canadian Football League quarterbacks will be very, very entertaining to watch come Tuesday at 10 a.m. our time when free agency hits. All right, that was my question. So they've got until Tuesday to get him signed before he becomes a free agent. They kind of, you know, if he can't commit to them, does there come a point? And by the way, what is the cap for the CFL? Is it? Uh, well, we don't know. That's all. That's another wrinkle into this whole thing. We don't know what the cap is because okay. the CBA expires in May and they haven't got a new one yet. So that is also a bit of a problem as well. Nobody knows how big the pie is going to be when you want your certain piece of that pie. So. That's it's a, it's a real it's a it's a real firestorm. It's it's a once in a lifetime thing that's gonna that's happening because uh, the the agent for most of these franchise quarterbacks is is the same agent Dan Vertlieb uh, and his agency out of Vancouver and. 
they have uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, Travis Lule, Mike Riley, Trevor Harris, Zach Kolaris. They all these franchise quarterbacks have their contracts expiring this year, and they're all going to hit the market at the same time, and they all have pretty much the same agent or the same agency. So they're in control. Dan Vertleep right now might be the most powerful man in the Canadian Football League as this uh, unfolds on Tuesday. So we don't know what the cap is, and that's a big wrinkle to the whole thing. What do you think, Real? Are we talking, like, who was the highest-paid player in the league last year? Ricky Ray? I think he was, yeah. I think he was. Uh, Mike Riley might have been there as well. Uh, you know, CFL uh, salaries are not as easily gettable as NHL salaries. Right. There's no CFL cap geek, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it was Riley and Ricky Ray uh, who were uh, well over 500, or at least over 500 for last okay. year. Uh, so are we looking at six to seven hundred k here? For- That's the rumor. Uh, teams are saying, or reports are saying, that teams are thinking about going as high as seven hundred thousand dollars for one of these franchise quarterbacks. And the first two, uh, another wrinkle in a bob is Bo Levi Mitchell. There, there keeps being uh, keeps being the thought that he's going to sign with an NFL team, and so that takes a guy out of the musical chairs right. game, right? And that creates all of a sudden a little bit more demand for these guys. Uh, if Bo Levi Mitchell signs with an NFL team, then Calgary gets into the mix. They start talking with everybody as well. If they get Bo Levi back, or if Bo Levi hits the market on Tuesday and wants to test things, maybe he goes somewhere else. So we'll see. The first two or three guys who sign are, I believe, going to be Riley if Mitchell stays in the CFL. will be Riley, Mitchell, and Trevor Harris. And they'll get the big money. And then I think as as we move to the next phase, the money that the the next three or four guys want will go a little lower than they thought because of the you know having right. three teams out of the bidding war. So, uh, all right, so we for sure BC and Edmonton would be in, and you think if Bo Levi leaves, hundred percent Calgary is on board. What's the fallback position for the Eskimos if they lose Riley? Uh, they they got to go out and get somebody. Same as everybody else in this league. Teams in the CFL, and it's it's kind of a mystery to me. Nobody develops their own quarterbacks anymore. They in this league, you develop quarterbacks for other teams. Like you know, Mike Riley started in Vancouver. James Franklin started in Edmonton. They're now starting on other teams. Uh, Zach Kolaris started in Toronto. Trevor Harris started in Toronto, and they got moved to other teams to get their first starts. The CFL does not. They do a good job collectively of breeding quarterbacks, but they don't do a good job team by team of building, of breeding for their own replacement at quarterback. So every team who loses a quarterback come Tuesday will have to go out and get somebody else's quarterback because there's not many teams out there that have a guy in the wings waiting. Probably the best guy, most people say, is going to be the biggest star of the backup quarterbacks right now is Chris Strevler in Winnipeg, and, and the Bombers don't need him yet because they've got Matt Nichols under contract. You know, it's interesting. I mean, we can both remember, right, when the Eskimos... Dunnigan was the starter. They had Damon Allen, and then they brought in Tracy Ham, and they, those three guys. I'll tell you what, even go back further than that, Bob, this city has been blessed sure. at quarterback, going back to, to Tom Wilkinson, to, to Warren Moon, to the, the guys you talk about, uh, you Morgan, know, that succession right? of going yeah. from, from those, you know, Allen to Dunnigan uh, to Ham, those three Hall of Famers right there, and then moving forward to Ricky Ray and then Mike Riley. Uh, I mean, there hasn't, throw out uh, the odd Dan Crowley and Stephen Giles, but other than that, uh, this 
this city has been blessed at the quarterback position, and we'll we'll still see. We'll try and figure out who's at that spot next year. Uh, myself, I don't know. It's 50-50 to me. I think the biggest thing in this is, is geography more than anything else because it's not going to be money because Mike Riley is, I think, going to get the, the, the largest contract in CFL history spread over three years probably. Okay. I think that's a given no matter where he signs. The yeah, big thing is, do you want to drive two hours to Seattle or do you want to fly two hours to Seattle? That's the decision I think that's going to be uh, a big thing in it. He makes his off-season home in Seattle and his family's wife will be going back to work now after they've had their children over the last right. few years. So she's going back to work. Maybe he just wants to be closer to his family. And, and there's absolutely nothing the Eskimos can do about geography, right? No, uh, the one, uh, one more thing for you here. You mentioned James Franklin. Now, am I not mistaken, did... did Bethel, what it was, the hyphenated name, did he not supplant uh, Bethel McLeod? At the start, and then uh, at the end, it was back to James it Franklin. Was, so, do you, do you think that the Eskimos would circle back to Franklin? Uh, he's not a free agent. They'd have to make a trade if they right. want to get him. Yeah. Uh, so I think that uh, that they'd have to make a deal there. Ricky Ray is a free agent, though. Uh, maybe he plays a part in a backup spot coming back here. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. His name's out there, too. So Crazy. Uh, it's going to be wild come Tuesday in this Canadian Football League. Morley, how do, uh, how do people follow you and Dave on Twitter for all the stuff that's shaking? Uh, I'm at uh, Morley underscore Scott. Dave is at uh, uh, Dave Ched, I believe it is. So okay. a simple uh, uh, search will find us, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on everything. Uh, I talked to Brock Sunderland today, and you'll hear that conversation throughout the afternoon today on the 630 Ched Afternoon News, and Reed's going to play the whole thing, I believe, tonight on Inside Sports. Morley, thanks for your time. You bet, Bob. All right, that's Morley Scott, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Eskimos. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Again, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. When we come back in Oilers Now, Ken Reed, who was part of Trainwreck Tuesdays back in the day, a fine fellow from the uh, Atlantic that works for NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. He is in Speedy Creek in Swift Current for Hockey Day in Canada, and he'll join us next. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 2017 in Edmonton. Back in the day when I did a show at another time in another place, one of my favorite days was Tuesday. Uh, on the current edition of Oilers now, because of the big personality of uh, one Brian Burke and Louis DeBrusque, Thursdays are a particularly fun day for me. Not to disrespect our other guests. I mean, Tuesdays we do spec, so some days I love coming in and other days I hate it. And speaking of loving and hating, I believe our next guest, Ken Reed from Trainwreck Tuesdays, now with Sportsnet. He's out in Swift Current. He was the one that coined the phrase, love me or hate me, just don't like me. Hi, Ken. How you doing? I'm awesome, Bob. And that's very true. And I got to say, no station is better to be put on hold than 630 Ched because you get to listen to the commercials and you get to listen to the Halsey commercials. It's awesome. See, it's wicked. You're the only guy that likes the Halsey commercials. <laughs> All this jam talk is making me hungry. Yeah. I'm telling it. you, Ricky Ray threw the ball with his left hand. That's what happened there. Ricky Ray, he rolled out. He it was Stefan LaFour's, Brian. Ricky Ray threw it with his left hand. And let's take a look at the replay. And like I was saying, Stefan LaFour's throws it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, someone here made me tell that story last night. Oh, really? So there you go. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the best Halsey story. Halsey's the man. Halsey's the man. Wes Montgomery was the man back in the day. You were in uh, Swift Current, and this is a bittersweet year uh, to be in mm-hmm. Swift Current on the heels, obviously, of what happened uh 
last uh, spring uh, with Humboldt, and I know that you know Swift Current's gone through Triumph uh, in terms of winning the Memorial Cup championship uh, back in the Memorial Cup last year in Hermanny Viveros, but they've had the tragedies too with the uh, the bus accident back during the 86-87 season. Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, was on that bus. Four players obviously passed away, and then the subsequent uh, situation uh, this past uh, uh, April uh, in Humboldt. So, and then the whole Graham James saga. So there's lots of different angles and perspectives for you guys, Hockey Day in Canada, uh, in Swift Current. Yeah, for Scotiabank Hockey Day in Canada, there's so much for us to cover. And we actually had a banquet last night at the Stockade. There were about 900 people there. And we showed three stories that are going to be on the broadcast on Saturday. One of them was about the bus crash from 86, and the other we focused in on Sheldon Kennedy. And we're telling the stories. And we're telling, you know, the happy stories and the sad stories, the tough stories and the fun stories. And after those stories last night, silence. I mean, yep. silence in a... In a gigantic room of 900 people that included 300 kids, just silence. And and the stories still resonate, but as you know, Bob, there's stories that are important, very important for us to tell and to speak about because getting through tragedies, and I'm not trying to tell anyone how to get through a tragedy in their life, you, you have to speak about it. And, and, and Ryan Strasnitsky was at the banquet last night. I was talking to him for a little bit and his dad and... And a number of the Broncos were among, remember the Swift Current Broncos from 86 were amongst the first to, to try to get in contact with the Humboldt Broncos. So it's, uh, you're united through tragedy. I mean, they're sharing only something that, that those guys can relate to. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's sometimes tough stuff to talk about, but uh, we're going to try to do our best to talk about it. Well, and, uh, you know, we, I did an event in, August uh, down in Red Deer, and I, I can tell you, uh, as you know from your time in Edmonton here, and uh, you know you, you know a lot of guys in Calgary as well. Actually, Eric Francis and myself uh, uh, were two of the co-hosts for it. And uh, they, Red Deer is an all-in community, and they had this event for the Children's Advocacy Center there. And I, I talked to Sheldon for a while that night, and uh, you know I know he's incredibly appreciative of the time that people give for for these events, and. Uh, it is important that we, we, you know, we talk about these situations and to ensure that we find ways to avoid at all costs uh, things like this happening moving forward. Now, that said, I mean, I, I've had Peter Soberlack on the show before, and, and he's a professor now, and he's, he'd tell you that his experience in Swift Current trumped that of what he had in Kamloops, former Oilers' first-round draft choice, because uh, those Bronco players uh, you know, that were involved in that bus crash, uh, several of them ended up going on and winning Memorial Cup. 1989 against the Saskatoon Blades, so there is that as well. So you've got yeah. the whole Swift Current, and I mean, we could literally do it, it an entire show on Swift Current. There, what, uh, what, what sort of other sort of interesting things for people that are going to be tuned in all day tomorrow to Hockey Day in Canada with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet? What other storylines that can you maybe tease us with? Uh, well, Carly Agro has a fantastic story on a little kid, and all I, all I can say is. The Detroit Red Wings given the experience of his life, and Carly's a great storyteller, so she's going to tell that story. Um, they they renamed the outdoor rink here after Sheldon, so we're going to get into that. And 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 uh, Ron and Ivanka, poor Ron and Ivanka, they're stuck outside tomorrow while I'm inside of the rink. So I I won the lottery of life there because it's so cold. But we're going to be talking system stories about. There's a great young midget hockey player here in Swift Current. She's uh, leading the Saskatchewan league in scoring. I'm going to talk to her. And we're, we're going all over the country because it is Hockey Day in Canada. We're focused on Swift Current, but 
we're going to tell stories from all over the country, and it's you're going to see. Um, you're going to see basically you can go through every emotion in our 12 and a half hour broadcast because just just today we brought the cup to a school and then a senior's home and we're with Landy McDonald and Marty McSorley and I mean you're you're kind of spreading joy you're bringing smiles to people so that's what we hope to do tomorrow we hope to you know maybe pull up the heartstrings a bit but 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 celebrate the game and and make our game better it's a it's a really fun day and. Um, I'm so excited to be part of it, and and Bob, you'll like this. There's the alumni game tonight. Uh, there's a ton of guys from the '89 Broncos uh, that that won the won the Memorial Cup. Tim Tisdale's here. He won it in overtime. Um, there's some younger guys who played recently. There's Wendell Clark. There's Lanny McDonald. Uh, there's there's Ron McLean who's got wheels, and then there's me. And for some reason, they throw me in there. And you Bob, bluff I, your way into this stuff all the time. I know. They could tie me on a sundial. I mean, I, I'm just fat, old, and slow. But oh. you never had a burst. No, I never did. I'm, I'm enough. But they throw me out there. I don't know why. But for the third year in a row, I went Mr. Irrelevant last overall in the draft. So it's it's a lot to live up to, you know. I, you know so. what? I can't get over the fact that uh, when we did the skills competition with Stephen Stamkos on the ice at, at Rexall Place back in 08, uh, I muffed one of my two shot attempts for the hardest shot. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, your first one went like 52. So I shot like I 70. And then you wired one like low 80s. And I was like, I don't know if I can get there. Now, I did make amends on the target shooting. Uh, just to- I you shot an 82, I shot an 83, and all I can remember is Landy McDonald, my coach, leaping in the air, and then I remember you storming off the ice and trying to make amends. I autographed a picture of it for you, and you ripped the picture. I, I believe know, it was. I was absolutely heartbroken, you know. Uh, and the worst part is, I, I sprained some fat on trying to get on that second shot past eighty-two. I stretched something, and it still hasn't been right. Ten years later, Trainwreck Tuesdays back in the day. Uh, we're joined right now by Ken Reed from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers and, and Sports, and one of the funny guys out there. You've written a couple books. Yeah, I don't know how, but I did. Talk about you know bluffing your way into these alumni games and somehow they got you, you know, I, by the way I I, I do have a, a, a couple of book agents that want me to write a book but unfortunately I just don't think that uh, while I'm a, an employee of the Edmonton Oilers all, yeah, the stuff tough, that, yeah. all, all the stuff that I knew that I couldn't say, I just don't think that'll be a good title for them. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a tough one. <laughs> that'd be the maybe, last book I ever write. Yeah, uh, exactly. Maybe wait a little while. Hey, uh, just to wrap up because I know you, you, you care about Edmonton it's been a tough yeah. year here do you yeah. get a little tired of the constant uh, order bashing that takes place in T.O.? Uh, I think people in Toronto are at a point where they got bashed for so long that they don't mind seeing somebody else wear it now. Um, so I think that's it. I get tired of bashing any team, but Edmonton's, uh they're the easy target. I mean, they got one up if not the best player in the game, and they just can't seem to find a way to get chugging. I, I saw the jersey get thrown on the ice the other night, and, man, uh, as Colby Armstrong said, at least in Toronto it was waffles. It was way cheaper than a jersey. So think before you throw, folks. But what are they, Bob? Two points out of a playoff spot? That's what's crazy incredible. about all of it. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy when you think they're two out. But, yeah, Oiler Bash is the in thing to do, but if you make the playoffs, and, and, man, it's crazy. You're two points out. So the season is still salvageable. And as you know, as the 06 Oilers showed us, if you get in, invited to the dance, 
Anything can happen. Sometimes you can find a girlfriend, you know? All right, let's leave it with this. Uh, we're not going to talk about AUS hockey because they've had a tough week. Uh, I know. It's, it's, it's got to be all those guys that, that go out there from the WHL. Uh, let's not even go there. But that's, no, we uh, won't. You want to take UNB and I'll take the U of A for the national championship? Oh, yeah. I, I'd say that's probably a likely final, wouldn't you? I wouldn't, you bet, and, wouldn't bet against accor- it. According to Dr. Dan Reed, my, my scout in the East, the old man, UNB, is pretty pretty stacked this year, so that could be fun. All right. Uh, have, at, have a great time tomorrow uh, and some terrific uh, storytelling coming up with NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. As always, Ken, thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. Hey, Bob, listen to this blog. It's Scotiabank Hockey Day in Canada, 12-and-a-half-hour broadcast, Saturday, CBC and Sportsnet. Pretty good. I could be an announcer one day. You got an outside chance of getting there. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. Keep her between the lines. Always. That is- Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Ken Reed. It's 128 in Edmonton. Very entertaining fellow. Some guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. Do want to mention, this March, take the family to the beach during spring break. Great deals. Fun on the sun destination. Start planning today. Port of Ayrta for $15.45. Riviera Maya for $16.99. Honolulu, just $18.75. These four and five star packages include accommodations, airfare, taxes, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For reservations, call the travel experts at New West Travel or book online at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Central Division leading Edmonton Oil Games. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.